we can't accept the, the current situation for what it is. And until we, we do that, then we're holding on. And whatever we continue to hold on to gets heavy. I don't care how strong you are. Over time, this iPhone, if I held this out like this for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, my arm's gonna fall off. And we tend to do that with our problems. Hey folks, Jason Witten here, your host of the Wealth Faculty Podcast. And this week I had a chance to sit down with Guy Lawrence. Guy Lawrence created and founded 180 Nutrition in 2010, grew it to a multi-million dollar nutrition business, and uh, in 2018 had an epiphany about life, happiness, and his direction, which led him to sell his business and then start a new business, which is uh, in the world of retreats, breathwork, meditation, uh, and many, many cool things to do with wellness inside creating meaning and health and wellness in your world. I got a chance to chat to him about the techniques, the experiences, the processes that he takes his clients through. And uh, we, were, we were lucky enough just recently to hang out with him down in Ballina in northern New South Wales and have some time doing some of his breath work and some meditation work. It was absolutely fantastic. He is the founder of a podcast, Let It In podcast, and he has interviewed many, many gurus, uh, spiritual, uh, scientific gurus around the world about this world of creating health and wellness in your mind, emotions, connecting your mind and heart together. Um, it was an excellent conversation and uh, I'm sure you will enjoy this episode of The Wealth Faculty with Guy Lawrence. Take care. Guy, mate, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you today. Thank you, Jason. Honestly, it's truly an honor to be catching up again after I think it's been a couple of weeks now. It has, mate, and and uh, yes, it was awesome. Uh, I think uh, we were just chatting uh, off off air. Uh, the leadership team you uh, came and facilitated with my leadership team and my team down in Ballina a few weeks ago, um, some breath work and some meditation stuff, and it was absolutely fantastic. My team is still raving about it. Um, uh, they're very keen to add next time we come down um, uh, a bit of an ice bath. So uh, it'll be good to talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, today, mate. So uh, awesome to see you again and, and great we could lock you down and, and pin you down for a good chat today because some of the things you shared, uh, I love, I love, I have loved for ages and uh, I know my listeners would be uh, very keen to hear some of your wisdom and your experiences, mate. So, but first, just quickly, quick question. Marcus Pierce, buddy of mine and yours, was telling me, you know, you're uh, seven months into um, a, a new uh, new life, which is with a baby, um, young Ava and your your wife. Um, um, you know, this is uh, a new world for you. It is totally a new world. It's it's an incredible new world, actually. You know, and uh, it. I, I, won't, I won't lie, you scared the shit out of me uh, until. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, and I have huge respect for for every every uh, woman out there, every parent, uh, what they've gone through, because um, yeah, like. Part of, part of what I do is about embracing the unknown and, and seeking opportunity, which I believe mm -hmm. lays in the unknown. But because we're so structured and want so much control and safety, we, we kind of can so often deny ourselves of opportunity. And um, knowing, the, seeing the pregnancy, and that was the greatest unknown for me. And uh, but, but when, she, you know, fortunately, we had a very healthy pregnancy and a very healthy baby. And and uh, it's changed my world. Like it's absolutely rocked my world. Uh, I run Thanks on less sleep. 
I'm amazed how much I can actually fit in. It, it kind of highlighted how disorganized I was before because I've had to get my shit together since uh, since she's born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a it's a common saying, you know. Those uh, two types of people in the world: those with kids and those without. And um, yeah, once you once you uh, have a, a a child or two under your belt, you kind of get the meaning, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Huge respect yeah. for all the parents now. My God. Totally, mate. No, that's awesome. Well, listen, uh, you know, today um, we're going to go and have a bit of a yarn about your world, you know, um, and um, but a little bit of background um, for those listening in. Uh, you started out you for, you know, over almost a decade, you were running a very successful nutrition business, um, you know, 180 uh, Nutrition. And uh, then all of a sudden one day you said, that's it. I'm going to change my direction in life. And, um, you know, uh, you're doing what you do now. Give us a little bit of an overview of, you know, what are you doing now and, and why are you doing it? Um, you know, from a very successful business now to something, a very different direction in life. Um, and it'd be great to dive into it. Totally. What and why. It's interesting, isn't it? The, the, um, the what, every time I answer this changes, you know, um, because at, at the end of the day, normally when they say, what do you do? I just say, oh, I run retreats. And then, uh-huh. and then I leave it at that. And then they go, well, oh, yeah, that's interesting. What, a retreat? Is it like, you know, cocktails at sunset? Like, what kind of retreat there is? And I'm like, no, 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 it's definitely not cocktails at sunset. It's, it's deep work, you know, but very transformative. And, um, and then I just simply say, at the moment anyway, what I say is we, we help people remember who they truly are. And, and I normally get a few kind of puzzled looks around that. And, um, and from that place is that I, I, I can only identify in my own life because I've realized as I've matured and, and gone through many things, I noticed in my own life how much I'd strayed from my own truth, from the essence of who, who I am to what the world shaped me to be, if you mm. like, in some respects. And there's this gap. And then, it, then I, I figured out in my own life how I closed that gap to come back. So I felt like I'm very aligned. You know, they say this, the, the, long, the longest journey is the shortest one, which is from the head to the heart. And once you make that connection, uh, you can live a very aligned life, you know, love what you do, and then you can go and do what you love. But it's how to yeah. get back to that, that essence. And for me, it was a very long journey. So but we, we teach people how to do that and from that place. Then not only that, but how to stand true in that and how to live life from that place. And that's where, you know, tools and a practice and, a, and different processes come in, you know, um, for you. Yeah. 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 But and, the, and with that, that stuff, you know, that, that you've been, um, you know, practicing now and teaching others, you know, what was the, what was the, the kind of the, the moment where you were realizing you were, you know, you'd strayed, from the center or the real you. I mean, you know, um, I think we were, you mentioned a little while ago, you know, 30, 40, 50, it sounds like a midlife crisis, you know, is this all there is? Is, is, it, is it a Jack Nicholas moment, you know, in, um, you know, in the movie, That's right. you know, <laughs> you know what, what was that for you? Because I know many listeners right now for me, uh, for, for my team or crew would be listening in and, you know, go, yeah, okay. You know, um, you know, working in this career for 20 years or, or in this partnership or whatever it might be, I'm mm. sure there's many roads leading to Rome per se at this moment. You know, what was your experience? What sort of road led there? What, what was that? Was there a, you know, a moment in time that was like, right, that's it? Yeah, there's, there's been multiple moments, to be honest with you. I had to get slapped around a couple of times to get the message. Um, 
yeah, because as you can tell, I, I'm, I've got a Welsh accent, so I come from Wales. But I actually, you know, I, I believe one of my greatest gifts and detriments all rolled into one was that I, I left school very early, you know, and, and kind of didn't have an education. So I kind of was, and even not even mentors or, or to, to help guide me. So I kind of ended up becoming a bit of a loose caboose and just traveling the world and trying to find myself and never really figuring it out. And um, I got into stock trading when I came to Australia and I thought, that's it. I'm going to become rich. I'm going to make some, some serious coin. And then, um, and then I'm going to be happy Then I can go and do what I love. So that was the first time, but uh, a very long story short, three years later, racking up a heap of debt. I got run over by a car. I quit the stock trading and my girlfriend left me all in the space of a week. And it turned out the, 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 the person that, knocked me over on my push bike in the car was a 60 odd year old lady that happened um, to be a client of my girlfriend who trained her as a fitness trainer because we both worked in the fitness industry. So it was like all the serendipity moments and, uh, and it just, and, and I was pushing so hard and I just could not make it work. And so that was lesson number one. And the universe gave me a big slap saying, what are you doing? Like you let it go. But I, I couldn't. And, but my, because looking back, it was the greatest gift ever. But then from that point, because I was already working in the fitness industry, there were signs and I was ended up working with people with cancer. So they taught me how precious life really is. So yeah. I had clients that one day wouldn't turn up because they'd, they'd passed on, you know, and I'd, people had gotten to know. And it was um, the one theme that was coming back was like, live your life, like follow your heart. And and from that, that gave me an education around nutrition. I really started to look into the health industry because what I was seeing and, and what was actually being spouted as the normal in, in the healthcare professions, and they just weren't aligning, and I was very confused. So I started delving into that, and from that spawned a natural protein supplement that um, I got involved with. And because I was working at a university, I could um, – I knew everyone. It was like being at a village with thousands of people because I was in, the, in the, the fitness area. Like I knew everyone from the professors to the students to the ABC journalists across the road. Like, and everyone wanted to talk to me because everyone wanted to talk about fitness and health and how to lose weight uh -huh. and all the rest <laughs> of it. So, so I had this good stomping ground. And, and the point I'm leading to this is because I just read the four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss. It came out in 2007. I think I read it about five times and I thought, and I, and I had this idea with this product that I was working with with the, the cancer patients. And I thought, wow, the fitness industry needs this. Like, how am I going to do this? But at the time, I had so much debt um, from the trade-in. I just, I, I felt like my hands were tied. So I only had my wits. So then, so over a process of time, I started chasing this. And, and 2010, I ended up forming a partnership. Then the brand became 180 Nutrition because it was selling really well at the university. And then we kind of took off after the third year. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, from having to ride my push bike to work, I then owned a Ducati and I had a nice car and I was down in the, you know, with the, 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 the single apartment overlooking the beach in Marubra. Like all of a sudden my life just kind of transformed. And, I, and, and then I was at this point where I was still like – why am I still feeling empty? Like what, what's, what's missing? Yeah. So, so that was my big wake up call. All of a sudden I really had these two places. I'd spent 10 years in this massive struggle, honestly, like so much struggle financially and just trying to find my way to then, 
going on this rocket ride and having national media and, and being the first company in Australia to bring this product out. And it took off with the CrossFit industry. And yet there was this still miserableness. But I started a podcast in 2013 or even 2012. And, and that was purely for me to keep exploring the, the health industry. Yeah. All the work was starting to, everything was starting to lead to this. My curiosity was like, well, why aren't I feeling, why am I feeling like this inside? Why am I at this point in my life and it's still not working? And that's yeah. when I started to dive into, well, maybe my happiness needs to be created from the inside out instead of looking for the external to create the happiness to, to then create my significance. Yeah, so, that, 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 that social, that social uh, message, which, you know, where did it come from that everything external is what you've got to go after to be happy um, and have a fulfilled life? Yeah, uh, I know many of my listeners will be keenly listening right now to this because my listeners are property investors and, you know, we externalize some of our wealth and our potential perceived happiness into the future. Well, when my properties produce positive cash flow, that's when I'll be happy. But uh I love this conversation. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's a huge lesson. And even Ava having my daughter is a huge reminder because there's still a part of me that's chasing the drive. Like, cause at the moment we've, we've, you know, I'm seeing incredible results in the, the people who this is an accumulation of 10 years of my craft with two other incredible facilitators that even 20 years in the, in the game with what, what we're doing now. And we've come together and we're actually seeing phenomenal results i'm not just seeing this because i'm on a part like it blows my mind what we're seeing but there's still a part of me that's chasing that now and it's like well i'm gonna push there and it's like whoa easy tiger you know slow down and and the work ultimately is about having to go inward and and i think this is where information is powerful but it's providing you use information to then have uh, an embodied experience because you know they say 10% comes from reading textbooks, 20% of your learnings come from mentorship and 70% comes from, you know, getting experience. your hands dirty in the field yeah. and experience. So yeah. what we try and do is give people the experience and teach and then work the other way. And that's what I ended up doing. So as I was investigating and looking at different aspects of the self and the inward journey, but I was going and implementing them. And then every time I had the patience to implement them over time, I was getting these different embodied experiences that were making me go, ah, now I get it. It wasn't just in the head. It wasn't in the thinking mind. It wasn't in the philosophy. I actually understood it, the, the language of the mind, but also the language of the heart. And it's yes. just not talked about, you know, um, in many circles, you know, especially when you go out there in the world. Yeah. yeah. And that, that correlation too, you know, um, the idea that, uh, you know, you sacrifice that connection with heart for, you know, being smarter, having more things, um, you know, is really, uh, I think there's an awareness now, like, and I certainly do feel it personally in the circles that I've moved in. And maybe it's, maybe it's um, just because I'm moving in different circles. There is that um, idea of understanding, you know, if, if it's at a cost and that cost is, you know, um, you know, heart, a heart cost, then, you know, is it really worth it? Um, you know, but just speak to that for the moment. Cause because this is something that's very, um, I've always talked about balancing up that sort of drive, you know, uh, whoever, uh, lots of people are driven for some sort of, 
you know, goal and success and whatever. Um, but then often there's this kind of almost opposing um, view that, you know, that's bad or wrong, um, you know, and that will cause problems or issues, you know, um, you know, speak to that for the moment. Cause in my world, I love the idea of, you know, being able to consciously choose one or the other or both or whatever it is, you know, in a, in a conscious choice, are, are you saying, um, the unconscious pursuit of that is sometimes a challenge when you're consciously choosing it, then you're aware of what's going on. Yeah. I think we've just got to be mindful why we're chasing what we're chasing yes. and, and what do we expect to achieve when we get there. And if we're not very clear and distilled down within ourselves, the, 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 the reasoning and and I, and I know I spoke to Marcus about this. He, he's a big fan of Demartini's work and our values and what actually drives us and, and the integrity of it is what we do. If they are misaligned, and I believe the values for me always come from what feels right within my heart and what lights me up. And if I'm quite often we're chasing something externally, like a wealth or, or whatever it might be, because we're, it's, we're actually unconsciously avoiding a trauma or a pain within ourselves mm. that is creating a familiarity within the body that we don't even know we are avoiding because it's too painful to go there to feel the feelings. We are not, we are not taught, I don't believe anyway, I wasn't certainly in Wales, how to express or work with emotions and feelings and express and allow the transition of a feeling to start to formulate and pass. So if you look at everything in society, we do now from um, money, social media to TV, they all, alcohol, drugs, they all suppress a certain emotion that we actually don't want to be feeling in that given moment. And because we are so conditioned to it and we are so busy with it, we don't even, we're not even aware of there's this other aspect of ourselves that we can become aware of to get to know thyself. Yeah. And I yeah. think if we give ourselves the time to get to know ourselves like an intimate best friend, then as we get to create that relationship, we can really start to look at what are the, the driving factors? What are the things that we need to work through? Otherwise, we're looking through a lens, I believe. If you think about perception, so we have absolute truth, which is reality externally, and then we have our perceived truth, how we perceive. And we only perceive and see information equal to how we are feeling at any given time. Mm. And those feelings and those thoughts are conditioned behaviors of how we train the body to be. So quite what we don't understand, because we're so in our heads, we are completely disconnected from the neck down. And there's yeah. a whole host of, it's like being able to tap into your hardware computer, but not knowing where to start. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and if you can clean the lens of the perception that you're looking at, to really come from this place, you start to see everything with a much clearer perception. Does that make sense? It, it does. And, and um, you know, for, for me personally, um, you know, that's something, you know, I think we have in common that, that um, 
that, that drive to to get to know ourselves better so we can you know see the world in uh in a different way um you know yeah. it certainly has driven me over 30 years of being an entrepreneur but also trying to work out why i want to do the things that i want to do and you mm. know um um you know just i've always been a, a rock climber um you know and um uh, I, I've, I've pursued, you know, for 30 years, experiences that have taken me, you know, to the edge of my, you know, physical and mental and emotional capacities. And, and, and I, I love having those experiences. So, you know, that's an interesting one there. But, uh, you know, I, I know that um, part of the work that you do or helping people start to recognize and have experiences is, is breath work and ice baths and those sorts of things, you know, um, the experience that we had with the leadership team in that breathwork was, was excellent. Um, can you sort of talk about, you know, why breathwork is so powerful and, and maybe even a little bit of the science, you know, um, as we sort of go through a few of these things for the listeners listening in, um, yeah. you know, where, where do you start if you say, all right, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, what guy's saying is kind of making sense. I'm not quite sure whether he's offered the fairies or is it, or he's actually, <laughs> he's making some sense here or whatever, but, but yeah, I, I'm open. Let's have a go. What would you what would you suggest for people listening in? Okay, so the, again, it comes to the why. Why would you want to do breath work? Okay, yeah. and 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 it has many reasons because there's there's from the mental side you can you can quiet the mind per se, or you can become very aware of your thoughts. So the the breath is the essence of life. Like without it, we have no life. You know, yeah. and we we're not aware of our breath and and how the breath starts to affect. Um, our stress response or a rest and digest relax response like it, it is a mechanism and a gateway to actually start to integrate with what's called the autonomic nervous system and the autonomic nervous system think of it almost like it controls every system of your body it's what tells you you need to pee it's what keeps your heart beating your lungs are moving in out my eyes are blinking like it's it's incredible when you think about it right so it's all purpose is to to keep you safe and alive but because of the way we condition our life and if we live a stressful life if we if we're doing things um that are not advantageous for the body to relax the the body is always on this on guard every single cell in your body is on guard it's 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 on red alert and i believe 99% of society is in their space, especially this last 18 months. So then for me, it becomes a case of, well, how do we start to regulate the nervous system? If the nervous system is the filter between the body and how we perceive the world, then wouldn't it make sense to start to affect the very filter, the nervous system, to allow it to go, hey, let go, rest, slow down, take a moment. But because we're so addicted to the way we live, it becomes a very difficult pattern to start off with at first. Now, with using the breath, you mentioned breath and ice bath. There are many tools. We use sound. We use meditation. Uh, we use um, movement. You know, there are many ways you can, you can work with it. But wouldn't it make sense to start to look at these patterns and then bring in tools that will then adjust and reset, recenter, reset the way the nervous system has actually set up the homeostasis, which is what's keeping you in balance and keeping you alive. So you can use the breath to, to as a stress mechanism. You can so just like going to the gym. So yeah. you can create an adaptation. So if I want to 
if I can only bench press 60 kilos, then maybe I'll stick on 61, fatigue it. And then, of course, I get fitter and stronger, not from the workout, but from the recovery from the workout. Right. So the breath can be the same. So you can use uh, different breath modalities like I took you guys through to create that stress response. So, so it's quite intense. The lungs are going, it's bloody hard work. But then, then afterwards, you feel, you feel alert, you feel alive, but then there's an adaptation, which I'm hopefully that you all had a better night's sleep after doing it and relaxed and could unwind a bit from the other side. Oh, it was, it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so the way I look at it for the breath, for instance, so you've got breathing that can create a stress response. Then on the other opposite end of the spectrum, you've got breathing that can just slow yourself down and get you into the rest and restore response, which is what we don't give ourselves enough time to do. And of course, then we've got how we breathe um, throughout the day. So there are many different mechanisms that you can create to start to work with that. So I don't get caught up in so much, I need to do this, this, this breath or that breath, but I look at it as more as a tool to bring into my, my kit along with other things that I know are going to support the nervous system. For, so, so for me, the work is all to you know where we spoke about trauma and, and that uh, I think we, we all carry trauma. I don't think anyone's immune to it. Um, mm. But then once we start to build that relationship to the self and start to become aware of the self, we can then start to make significant changes long-term. Because if you can see things with a clear mind and a, and a, and a clear heart, you tend to make very different decisions than what you thought you you needed in the first place. We've, yeah, we we see it all the time, all the time. It's um, it's um, it reminds me of that. Um, I, I I think it's called the happiness advantage. Sean Acor, I read a book and he was sort of saying, if you're in this fight and flight mode all the time, you know, you know, your body is full of sort of adrenaline and cortisol, and your intellect is like, you know, through the floor. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're flooded with those flight or flight chemicals, your capacity to think properly and make good decisions, you know, um, is, is sorely limited. So, you know, basically, if I'm reading between the lines here, is this sort of saying like, you know, if you can make sure that your body is not flooded with chemicals that are inhibiting your, your ability to think clearly and, and make smart decisions in, in a, uh, you know, a, a nice balanced way, then, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's this practice, the idea that just, you know, saying breath can do that and many other modalities as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. You know, the, the thing I always think about is um, I look at, um, because when you're in a stress response, you can, you can take the vitamins, you know, you can, you, you can eat the right foods, you can uh, do your exercise. And, and I, my personal belief now, if you, if you haven't dealt with the stress, and the emotional traumas that the body are carrying. I don't think it really matters long-term what you do because yeah. It, you, yeah. you're always, the body's always going to be on high alert. And if it's high alert, that, those nutrients and everything you're doing ain't getting in because you, you're creating a long-term chronic, um, chronic inflammation from that. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from how you feel in the first place. You know, So, so for me, that was the big epiphany for me was – one eighty nutrition and you know like before i stepped down we we hit three million downloads you know and it we were i was talking to any i could literally reach out to most people and say do you want to come on the show and they'd come on so i was like a 
you know, in the candy store and having yeah. all these conversations. And it all kept leading back to why I do what I do now, Yeah, you know, and be able to look at the, I think the things that really matter in life. I know you had Bronnie Ware on the show. Um, yes. You? And, you know, she wrote five regrets for the dying and, and I have no doubt, um, you know, how much money was in the bank account just before they left was, was not on the five, you know? Yeah. 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 Dead right. Dead right. You know, you, you mentioned those podcasts and, you know, it, you've, you've interviewed some amazing people, you know, Bruce Lipton, I'd love to chat to him, you know, Martini. you know, Gable, mate, you know, Kerwin Ray, Trevor Hendy, like we, we've both chatted to them and we know them in common. Like, you know, what, who were your top five? What were the, what were the, you know, a, a quick highlight in that sort of space for you? Like, what was, was, is there one or two or a top five for you that when you interviewed them, you got, gee, okay, that's, that's going to change my world. Is, you got yeah. Well, definitely Bruce Lipton's one of them. Like, the, yeah. like his work has heavily influenced me over the years. And for anyone that doesn't know him, he wrote an incredible book, book called The Biology Belief. And, and that really is basically, and being a biologist and understanding how the, the mechanisms of the body work and the cells and the chemicals, the, but how our belief system, the unconscious belief system influences our health. It's, it's mind blowing. And when you wrap your head around it, it makes complete sense. But the first time you hear it, you're like, really? Come on, and, you know, and, and it's proper science too. It's not like foo foo stuff out there, you know. It's it's not like the, you know, it's it's proper science. He's done some great stuff, and he's been acknowledged all over the world for it, hasn't he? Hundred percent, yeah. And I've yeah. got him coming on the podcast again in a couple of weeks, actually. So I'm excited awesome. to to catch up. So there's Bruce Lipton, Gabo Mate, you know, um, phenomenal, phenomenal gentleman, you know, and you know, he's looked at the impact of trauma. And again, it all comes back to how trauma impacts our early years from the age of zero to seven years old, Bruce Lipton, they all talk about this and then yes. how that's shaping the person that we become. And that's the gap I was talking about the person, how we become and the truth of who we are might necessarily not be the same thing and, yeah. and how that is influencing our mind. So it, he springs to mind, you know, I've got, yeah. um, um, I'm excited. I've, I've literally just booked in Reverend, Reverend Michael Beckwith. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I have. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's coming on in two weeks. So I'm really excited with that too. Like he's just an unbelievable human being. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing. And I get to, on my podcast, talk science and spirituality. That's, that's the exploration for me now. It's like how, I, so, you know, when I look at the body as hardware and software, I kind of look at the, the hardware being the physical aspects of our body and the software being yeah. our, us, our consciousness. And how can we, how can we evolve both? Because if you try upgrading the software and poor hardware, you're probably going to blow a circuit. But if you don't address the software and you're only focusing on the hardware, then you're not really running to your potential either. You know, I love it. Yeah. I love that. That hardware and software is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's that's an awesome one because, yeah, you know, let's talk about you know upgrading the hardware, the software, you know, um, you know, and maybe you know software is the place you know um, we use maybe sometimes we use the hardware to 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 upgrade the software, um, you know, you know the breath work, the the meditation, um, uh, you know, uh, those sorts of things, yeah, um, dancing movement, you know, is there is there something 
let's say somebody is there to go, well, this is great, but you know, I'm in, I'm in all sorts here. You know, I, you know, I, I don't have time or I can't sort of sit there and meditate my way to happiness, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it sort of, you know, talk to that, you know, sure. for people out yeah. there listening. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we, we actually have a our framework, which we actually hold over a, a long, over a longer term course, but we have a, a four pillar framework. Right. And so let, let's, let's take some of the, I don't know, Joe blogs, we're in our forties where we're stressed we're unhappy. We don't know where to start, right? Yeah. So the first, yeah. the first key to any change is awareness. Awareness is, I believe, the most important thing that we can be. And when you think about it, we run 95% of our day unconsciously, mm. right? We, 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 do, we continually do this. You know, we sleep on the same side of the bed. We, we generally drink from the same coffee shop. We drive the same way to work. Like everything we end up doing, it becomes, because it becomes a known and we feel comfortable and we don't have to think. So we can just go on autopilot. The job we do, and, and of course, life throws us challenges. And if it wasn't for those challenges, we wouldn't adapt, learn, and grow, I believe. Yeah. And it's been able to then create a different relationship with those challenges. So, so let's say there's a challenge coming on, but because we're running from the 95% unconscious, then we, we generally think the same things and feel the same feelings and expect a different result. So we mm. get caught in these loops. And our, so when we create, a, when we start feeling a certain way, it just creates thoughts equal to the feelings and feelings equal to the thoughts. And then, and then we're in these holding patterns. So the first thing we need to do is be able to almost decompartmentalize and become the observer of what's going on, as opposed to just getting pulled into it in that moment. Yeah. And that's yeah. a lot harder than just saying it. Yes. You know, because what is it when we're intent? What's the last thing we want? We want to swear and go, fuck you. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> we, we just lose our shit quite so often. And don't get me wrong. I still fall from grace, but it's, it's about how long does that timeline affect you before you reset and come back to your tr yourself? Yeah. So the first step is becoming aware. And we have lots of different uh, tools that you can do. And a nice one is, is to simply um, set, set an alarm on your phone or your watch once an hour. And then when it goes off, check in with yourself for one minute. Like just stop, breathe, breathe, slow your breath down. Like, where's my tension? How am I holding my shoulders? How is my body? Am I running on that place? And it's amazing that you can give your body permission to let go. Just in yeah. that, very simple. I mean, everything we do now is very simple. You can take this, like I say, really deep and really shift stuff. And, and that's what, what we do is hold space for people to move through that in a condensed space of time. Yeah. Uh, so there's awareness. So once we become aware of the problems to then want to shift through them, that unhappiness, we actually have to accept acceptance. So that's the second pillar because unless we can accept, if we continue to buy into the story and the blame and the pointing and the judging and the anger and the guilt and the, uh, we can't accept the, the current situation for what it is. And until we, we do that, then we're holding on. And whatever we continue to hold on to gets heavy. I don't care how strong you are. Over time, this iPhone, if I held this out like this for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, my arm's going to fall off. And we tend to do that with our problems. And the only way to start doing that is accepting it. Okay? And awareness and acceptance start to come in 
from the observation, but the observation, and that's where the meditation practice can start to come in. Even if you just yeah. do five minutes a day of starting in the morning of sitting, like I'm actually sitting on a meditation stool right now, believe it or not, you know, and I'll, I'll come in and sit there and I start to, to check in. Well, how am I thinking? I don't care if I'm doing this right or wrong. How is my breath? Am I able to relax and let go and just become the observer and rise above my thoughts? It's not literally about not thinking. It's about yeah. observing what you're thinking and what you're feeling. There's yeah. a difference, you know? And then the third pillar, once you start to become aware and, and acceptance is a big one, especially forgiveness, you know? So there's a whole mm. process. I'm, I'm glossing over things here, but from there is intention. Intention is massive. Um, so intention then is like, well, what is my intention? What, most people don't know what they want. So they always default back to what they know. Yes. So as you start to create an intention, and we often say create an intention around emotion first, because that's where you can recondition the body. So you know what we sp I mentioned, uh, love what you do and then do what you love. So generating a place of, and I've heard Marcus speak about this many times, generate a place of gratitude, a place of humility, and actually once you've accepted where you are, you can start to come to that place. And my intention is to be the best version of myself, who I am in this moment at any given time. And then once you start to move through that, the last piece of the puzzle then is inspired action because you can then, once you start to get the first three in place, you can actually take different actions that are inspired from a different intent, which came from an acceptance and being aware of it in the first place. So you can start to work through that and trans transition your whole life yeah essentially yeah you know? and a, a, a conscious choice of that action you know in a balanced you know grateful accepting place like i i love that concept you know so yeah you know yeah yeah and you you like i always because i was in the fitness industry for a long time people would come in you know get in their head they want a 30-day challenge they, they want to drop some weight so they can continue to party and look good and and it's like it it doesn't work like this like you you really have to make conscious lifestyle choices or they yeah. would train really hard but then go and eat a chico roll i'd see him afterwards like you know and i'm thinking that's just you know again anyway like you know like you, you're actually making things harder for yourself so it's it's the same with this work um it's that it's a process it's a journey and but as you start to um, unlayer the onion layers, as you start to work towards in the hood and start to look at the root issues, what are driving, driving your actions, yeah. that process becomes very, very powerful. And then from that, that's where you can create change. And we see it yeah. time and time again. Time and yeah. time again. Yeah, it reminds me of something that I say with, uh, with my property investors, like, you know, this is not get rich quick, you know. It's you yeah. don't come in for a 30 day challenge and get fit, you know. This is a choice for the next 20 years how you're going to behave around a certain thing, absolutely. Um, and irrelevant what, of what's going on externally, you know, the world's going crazy in a positive way or the world's going mad in a negative way. No, this is your 20 year journey, this is your plan, this is the direction you've consciously chosen to go there. Um, yeah, stay in, stay in the zone, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's so rewarding, right? Because when mm. you, when you, it's, it's the same, once you take complete ownership of 
what you're doing and you you start moving into a, a particular direction like some of the 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 highs and lows have been really high and really low but i know i now i've got some of the scars on my back but i can look back and think wow that's that's been a ride so far and there's so much more to come and i'm like give me that any day of the week as opposed to just the same monotony and giving my power to someone else and yeah. you know what, what you do is amazing like it, it's yeah the, the skills we all should be taught <laughs> totally mate totally no, i love it so um you know uh in the in the mix here you know um uh, in this world at the moment there's a lot of talk you know about plant-based medicines um and psychedelics in sort of you know this space certainly yeah. joe rogan's and others have you know made this kind of like you know come to fruition tim ferris you were talking about it before you know um tools of the giants you know he talked about you know microdosing and lsd and all sorts of stuff you know is there a place in this work this stuff that you do for these types of ideas and you know what's your experience and opinion in that sort of space um you know uh, when it comes to you know updating the software or upgrading the software or interrupting you know software yeah. patterns or something like that yeah like, like i've um on a on a personal note, I've done ayahuasca, which mm. is um, a plant based medicine from the Amazon, um, and I, I think I did that about eight years ago. And I, I felt I was called to do it at the time. Yeah. And um, I don't work with it personally. And what we do at the retreats, every, everything we do is just through um, just through ourselves and the, the tools that we use, you know. But yeah. um, we can get similar results. Um, but um, just to give people an example, again, for me, I, I stepped into the unknown with ayahuasca. You know, it's a ceremony practice for thousands of years. They, they, take, they, they, they take two vines, two different plants from the Amazon jungle out of hundreds of thousands of plants. And only these two, when you combine them, create this brew, um, which, which produces DMT, which we got naturally, but it's got an inhibitor in it, which allows dimethyltryptamine to be produced which can open what's called the pineal gland, which is the, the third eye, the yogis called it. And, and ultimately, I, you know, I, I've come to believe and I've interviewed many, many qualified science, scientists on this, but you, you see with your brain, not your eyes, mm. so it's right? So even with your eyes closed, you can see a lot, like yes. far out, man. You know, and, and ayahuasca is pretty much the most powerful psychedelic on the planet, but it's also a teacher. Um, it's really hard to say if you've not experienced that before. But um, again, when people ask me, well, what was it like? I said, I, my first uh, answer was it, was it was like removing a splinter from my soul. That's mm -hmm. all I can say. So, so the, but I was hugely respectful when I did it. I spent a year reading about it, researching about it, making up my mind. There's a whole process because uh, it's a ceremony. I think ceremonies need to be hugely respected uh, yeah. when going into them. It's not like something you just go and take on the weekend, hope to fix your problems and come back and carry on. You know, it's so when I when I did it, I remember drinking the brew and I was terrified. I really I really didn't know what to expect, but I it was the first time I understood what it was like to surrender 100% mm. in my life to, to fully let go of everything and everyone and be in that moment of feeling absolute fear to then absolute surrender 
And then when I surrendered, it was like stepping into, uh, they say fear is like an empty room. When you actually step into it, it just dissolves and there's nothing to be fearful of. Mm. And, I re- and it was, it's been my biggest lesson in my life, I think, entirely. And, you know, it, it's a powerful psychedelic. I, 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 I became one with the universe. What can I say? Like it, it, <laughs> it I went on a journey, um, but that journey was as real as this. And, you know, there's a whole argument around consciousness at this moment in time. You got, you've got a bunch of, you've got a big group of scientists over one side saying consciousness is generated by the brain. And when you die, it's lights out, you know, that's it happy days or on the other side is that actually it's a conduit it's like a tv antenna and consciousness is coming through the body mm. so what is it and i believe it's the second the latter but that's only from my last 10 years of exploring consciousness and what it means to be human and for me what ayahuasca did was give me this experience to really question this topic and have an experience that was beyond me beyond myself beyond my body but be taught lessons from emotionally and be taken on a journey to come back only because i fully surrendered to it to then come back and integrate that but then go well if that's a psychedelic is that possible without a psychedelic or is this just the psychedelic doing this the work so that was then my exploration and to my amazement it wasn't the, the psychedelic was a tool, just like breath work, just like meditation. So, yes. so then well, what does that evaporate? For me, then, what's the greatest fear of all? I think it's losing our mortality. I think it's death. Yes. And, and if you look at any great teacher in the spiritual textbooks or anything, they'll all say to, to fully live, you have to fully accept death. And then you can fully live from that place. So I kind of, my old self died that night <laughs> in some respects, but yeah. it was only, a, it was just a part of me that was holding me, holding myself back anyway. So it's, it's a powerful, powerful healing tool, but it has to be treated with immense respect, caution, and making sure your hardware can cope with the upgraded software as yes. well. You yes. know, <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh... I might, uh, I might borrow those uh, references every now and then uh, into the future, mate, uh, hardware and software and, uh, you know, the meeting of the, the religion and science, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it is a really interesting, um, you know, convergence point, um, certainly, you know, where we're sort of, you know, getting to, you know. It's amazing, mate. And the, the, the greatest, the, the one thing it's given me is an element, do you know, do you know, you know what the, the greater, I think the greatest gift I've given myself from all this work is in a, and I sound like a beauty pageant when I'm about to say this, right? <laughs> it's in a peace. Mm. I feel at peace with myself. Yeah. Like, and that's priceless. I, I really do. And it's not like I'm, I'm walking around with a smile on my face every day and, and chasing happiness, but I'm at peace. And when, when I, when you have these experiences and when you start to dissolve, to dissolve the ego a little bit and allow the true self to come through, you don't, you don't want so much. You don't yearn for so much. You're not constantly chasing that external, 
But then when you find that place within yourself, it becomes a different ball game. You, you look at the whole thing more from like an adventure some f- yes. and there's a lot of joy and fun to be had from that. And you don't take things so seriously and you, you kind of have a go, you take risks and you, you know, you, you start to, to live from that place. And that's where it's done for me. And that's why in 2000 and beginning in 2018, I sold out of my company. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to explore that. I did. I had no idea what it was going to look like. I just knew I'd put myself through all these experiences and I'm like, I've got to create some space and I've got to, and I've got to get this out there somehow. Um, because I think people need to know, you know, but they need to know when they're ready to listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's it. You know, um, uh, when, uh, what do they say it, uh, when the, the student is ready, the master will appear, uh, you know, right. something like that. You, you, um, I, I saw a meme the other day. You can lead a, you, you can lead a human to knowledge, but you can't make them think. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the horse was saying it, by the way, uh, in the meme. But <laughs> you know, I love that one. It's uh, there's oh, so much, gold. so much great knowledge out there. Um, but until you're ready to really accept what it might be, and you know, um, you know, discover your version of that. Uh, you know, that's the that's the adventure, isn't it? Really, at the end of yeah. the day. What's What's on the cards for you um, right now? You know, from from um, you know your experiences, you've you've spoken to some amazing people from all over the world. You've done some amazing things, you know, run an amazing business and said, that's it, I'm out. And, you know, now you're exploring the inner, the inner world of you and then sort of taking that message to the, the, the broader world. You know, obviously you want to expand that. Um, you know, what's on, the, what's on the cards for you in the next few years? And maybe who, who would be the top five people you'd say, right, I'd love to interview and connect with and, you know, continue this informational journey. Yeah. Like- wow. Yeah, good questions. Okay. So on the, yeah. on the, uh, who I'd like to connect with and, and information. Like I, I, I'd love to, who would I have on there? I'd love to have a chat with Tim Ferriss, to be honest with you. Purely, even though he's a bit, no, he's still, in, he's, he's still in the industry because he has done plant-based medicines and that, but his book, The 4-Hour Work Week, was such a significant um, moment in my life. And, he, you know, he's out there yelling, I have no idea, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I would just love to have a coffee with that guy or, or, a, or a chat and just say, mate, thank you. You know, you're, you're, you're a top bloke. <laughs> so Tim Ferriss, um, you know, it, Tony Robbins, I would like to to have a conversation with. He's, he's been an yes. influence in my life in the past. Um, Oprah would be another one, mm. believe it or not. She's, yeah, amazing. Joe Rogan, you know, there's, there's some, yeah. some great people out there for sure. And and on, on the business front, on the personal front, for me, I, I want to... I love the term leaning in. So mm. I want to, I want to lean into what the possibility, what, what's possible. And, you know, we've run because of the pandemic, you know, we had to take a year out from run, running the retreats. Um, but um, we formed the company two years ago. So we've run six and every time I've run one, I just got, I need to get this out to more people. Like it, yeah. in my filtered biased opinion you know and the the feedback i keep getting is it's it's life-changing like people have significant shifts and then able to go back and integrate them in their life so for the net over the next five years i really want to my vision is to to 
grow this in a sustainable way and impact more and more people so they can have that experience so they can begin to empower themselves again. So we'll see what happens, but I'll just keep leaning in and have many adventures in the meantime while doing it. So try and treat it, it all like an adventure and not, not let things get too stale. You yes. Know? Yeah. yeah. Um, an adventure is great, you know, plenty of things to discover and find and uh, have some fun along the way for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mate, uh, it's been a great chat today, buddy. And, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to catching up with you again soon. I know uh, we've already booked our next dates down at Ballinus. So keep an ear out for, for D to <laughs> book you in again for this next part. But, um, um, you know, just quickly, where can people find you? Um uh, for your stuff. I know we've got some stuff in the show notes here, but just a quick shout out to track yeah, you down on your you. website. Yeah, just come back to my name, guylawrence.com.au or liveinflow.co if they want to jump down the rabbit hole and join us at a retreat. <laughs> yeah, nice one, mate. And listen, I always ask this of every podcast guest on the wealth faculty. There's a bit of a, a dual meaning to the wealth faculty, the faculties that uh, you possess your physical, mental, emotional faculties. We talked about a few of those today. And on the other side, the faculty members that you have that surround you in life, um, you know, and helping you create, you know, the true wealth that you desire. But uh, I always say to my guests, um, what is the true meaning of wealth to you? Guy Lawrence, what's your answer? Wow. The true meaning of wealth. There's two things that come to mind. The, the richness in, in, in one's health, I think without health, you're not going to have wealth. And mm. the, the richness in, in the, the, the family around you and the people that really connect you from the heart. You know, to me, connection is, is wealth. And if I feel truly connected to the people I'm with and the people I love, um, life's pretty good. I still have the same things I did when I was a teenager to what I do now, the simple things that light me up, you know, and uh, it's important. Yeah. Well said. Sometimes uh, we find our way back home. If we do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Guy Lawrence, thanks for joining me on the podcast, mate. Been a treat. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. Hey, thanks for joining us on The Wealth Faculty. Hope you enjoyed Make sure you subscribe where all good podcasts are found. You can find us there. And if you want to watch it, you can subscribe on YouTube, Positive Mentor TV. And until the next episode, take care. Bye for now.